0: Welcome to the Soul Tending Podcast with Chanya Wong So Pa. I am an evolutionary astrology student, an embodiment teacher, and a soul guide. Thank you for tuning in to the Soul Tending Messages. This is an astrology forecast for Tuesday, December 7th to Monday, December 13th of 2021. Today is Monday, December 6th. I have been marveling at and enjoying the dark foggy mornings that came with the last week's new moon solar eclipse in Sagittarius. I'm loving the moist grayish atmosphere around the ochre and crimson colors of the fall season. The whole scene is very balancing to my current cerebral lifestyle that I'm immersing in right now through astrology. I love settling into my little cozy corner on the day bed to read and write. I have also been feeling more energized Thanks to all the time in repose, having a quiet space to rest and relax also reconnect me to a lot of the things that I used to love as a kid. My memories of the super restless and active younger years have been showing up to kind of motivate me to exercise and move the body in intuitive ways. I used to come up with my own body conditioning to target certain muscle tissues like the inner thighs, which have always been my weakest muscle, and the abs and glutes as well. I feel rich with time, space, and freedom to do as I wish and to be someone who isn't contracted by social conditioning and imposition and it's a blessing you know I I know that at one point I need to reach out and offer whatever uh, the gift and the blessings that I have been receiving throughout the pandemic And gift them forward um, through my service. The sense of abundance has been inspiring me to open my heart more to the people in my life and those who will be happy to connect with me in the future as I reach out to the greater astrology community and find a fellow astrology lovers that I can be in service of as well as utilizing my embodiment skills to synthesize all that I'm learning now and hopefully I can be of greater alignment with those who need my service. I am thoroughly enjoying um, the current Evolutionary Astrology Intensive and I look forward to continuing the education with the same teacher as well as attending astrology conferences in the future to connect with other teachers. So right now, having the time to learn and be a serious student feels very rich, rich to me. How about you? What allows you to feel truly rich right now? Let's get into my delineation for this week's astrology to connect with all that truly bring richness and feed our soul. This week's planetary aspects are somewhat heavy and difficult, especially um, around the weekend, and their conversations are significant as they occur on the heels of the solar eclipse in Sagittarius last week. The conjunction of earthy Venus and the deep water Pluto occurs three times December 11th, which is this Saturday, December 25th, and March 3rd. On top of that, Neptune, the planet of cosmic tide, is standing still throughout December at 20 degree in Pisces, which elicits a kind of a sinking feeling as if we are being pulled back into the ocean before getting watched up ashore in addition for those of us living in the northern hemisphere we are heading toward the winter solstice the most yin or dark time of year thus this week is a wonderful time to reflect on our yin power the eclipse last week heightened the desire to release has there been a specific situation in your life that culminates to an experience of surrendering and letting go yin energy is about retreating going inward being still and honoring the dark the unknown and unseen Yin is the energy of abundance filled with possibilities like a seed or a fetus in a womb. When we allow ourselves to fully absorb the yin power, we can feel all the feels that come with being the hidden force behind the waves the movements or manifestations. When we truly stand in our yin power, we feel ourselves as immense and magnetic. We are calling in instead of calling out or reaching out. What we desire to create We are standing firm in the conviction that we are already whole being and there is no need to affirm our perfection through action or doing unless we want to give back from the well of gratitude, of wholeness. Yin-Yang polarity is an archetype of the self and that's the capital S self the big self from the Taoist philosophy in the same way that anima and animus are the principles behind the psychical totality that is the big self according to the teaching of Carl Jung Yin or anima is the connective or passive or unconscious element of the psyche. Animus is the active and discriminative or conscious element of the psyche. Jung asserted that the self, the big self, is a conjunction, a union, or a blend of the consciousness and unconscious. His therapeutic method heavily relies on archetypes such as a king, a hero, a prophet, a savior, and a healer. They appear in dreams, myths, and fairy tales as superior personalities existed in the self. Over the last decade and a half of studying yoga, mindfulness, insight meditation, and Taoism, the concept of duality, the major teaching of these philosophies, continually eluded me. Duality felt vague and abstract until I began to anchor my thoughts around archetypes through the zodiacal axis or polarities. As I observe the planetary transits and aspects via the archetypal lens, I have begun to grok how yin-yang, the primordial polarity within the concept of duality, shows up in my life. They can be seen, read, written, and told through the tales of the heavenly personalities. Yin-Yang can also be felt palpably or embodied as I meditate on the present underlying mood or emotional current flowing through my body. Earth is one and the same as my body. The body cannot exist without all the qualities found on earth. Moon is my emotional body. The rich water which is constantly conducting the energy emitted from all the other planets, Sun, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and Chiron, as well as the moon's nodes and the furthest point of the moon, Lilith. Ultimately, astrology helps me feel yin-yang duality as a constant rhythm, as opposed to, you know, only being able to feel why I'm practicing yoga or meditation. Right? So, a constant rhythm in the background of my personality. It is a composite of frequencies in which harmonic creation and expression arise and recede, ebb, and flow constantly. As you move through this week, notice the tension between yin and yang. In the midst of so much earth and water or yin element, you can actually feel the contrasting yang, fire or air quite brightly. If you zoom your attention out to the cosmic body while feeling the density in your heart and lower body, In the same way, you can tune into the eye of the storm amidst the yang expressions, mental confusion and whirling emotions to find the yin, the feeling of calm, stillness and quiet pleasure, that is peace. Take this week to reflect on which frequencies Yin passive or yang active, your unique soul energy has been cultivating and expressing more through this lifetime so far. How might you consciously refine and harmonize them throughout your mundane? activities. You may find that this week's archetypal planets are reflecting either your desire to go inward and downward to meditate on your immense yin power, the shi or prana, running through your autonomic body system or you may feel ready to allow the pregnant yin power To pour forth or give birth upward and outward through your richly textured expressions in words and actions. Either way, slow down, go within, luxuriate in the pleasure of all feelings including the difficult ones receive all the connective and passive unconscious element in your psyche as love that kindles and inspires all of your soulful manifestation. On tomorrow, Mars Day, Tuesday, December 7th, Mercury in 20 degrees Sagittarius, square Neptune in 20 degree Pisces at 7:16 AM Pacific Standard Time also Sun in 15 degree Sagittarius opposite Lilith in 15 degree Gemini at 7:58 AM Pacific Standard Time as well Mars in 26 degree Scorpio, square Jupiter in 26 degree Aquarius at 1021 PM Pacific Standard Time. The difficult conversations among the planets through square and opposition aspects can either increase fiction and inflammation that continue to bring up allergic reaction in our mind and body or inspire mental refinement that leads to graceful alliances between mind and heart, mind and minds, and mind and spirit. How might we immunize instead of weaken ourselves with the provocations coming our way. Mercury in Sagittarius square Neptune in Pisces transit brings to mind the image of this Lois Greton festival I experienced growing up each year on the full moon of the 12th month in the traditional Thai lunar calendar, which generally falls on late November. To participate in the tradition, you can either craft your own or purchase an already made floating vessel made traditionally and environmentally safely with banana leaves and banana tree trunk which is light and floatable. There is a little space in the middle of the vessel to put some flower offering and a lit candle as an offering to the water spirit. Before floating the vessel, I would make a wish or a prayer for the water spirit to release all my misfortunes and heavy or stuck feelings like sadness and grief and for the spirit to bring the light of love and new opportunities to me as the vessel was released into the liver or the ocean I would want my vessel to travel as far as it could while the candle flame burned as far down or as completely as possible these two conditions signaled that my prayers were answered. As you can imagine, the conditions highly depend on how heavy the wind and tumultuous the waves my Logartong analogy captures how the inflated Mercury in Sagittarius most likely cannot hold its overly confident mind and half baked thoughts against the vast tidal movement of Neptune in Pisces. Our emotion is the yin ground that our thoughts and actions spring up when we are in a loving relationship with God, Source, or Universe, we are receptive to all experiences and not just the ones we deem good. Lemons are divine, and we don't need to make a lemonade out of them to realize their gifts, which are many, including vitamin C, antioxidants, digestive and cleansing powers. If we aren't feeling grateful for the beauty, love, and abundance in what we are, receiving already right now through current sensation, feeling, thought, relationship and life situation. It's time to increase our receptive yin power. Instead of pushing our agendas, we are better off taking this time to gestate our dreams and strengthen our prayers as we cultivate within a fulfilling relationship with spirit, a natural opening or opportunity might just appear as a gift from the source that allows others to receive our ideas with gladness and gratitude. Sun in Sagittarius. Opposite Lilith transit in Gemini is illuminating the dark water of our primal desire to form secure social relationships and bonds via our mental curiosity and data identification and collection. The opposition aspect can be enhancing or polarizing. The medicine of this transit is for us to consciously tend to the habitual pattern of our mental operation. The Gemini Sagittarius axis is the main learning theme in the past 18 months. We have been encouraged by the heavenly archetypes to find our inner teacher, Sagittarius. As we embark on new mental horizon of data acquisition or information gathering, Gemini, we are reminded to internally inquire into what feels true for us by digesting the essential lessons through embodiment and eliminating misinformation disinformation and unnecessary and psychically harmful narratives so what i mean by embodiment is you know simply being mindful of how the information that we have been gathering Is floating in our subconscious and you know, creating a kind of data clouds that turning our mind into a turbulent storm. Sun in Sagittarius reflects our intuitive vitality or our inner guru archetype. Lilith in Gemini reflects our instinctive need to connect, learn, and teach or our inner messenger archetype. This transit becomes a tonic when we heed these two archetypal luminaries. We can distill their qualities by inquiring into the followings. Which media channels do we tune into regularly? Does the information we receive uplift our mind and give joy to the heart? How much time do we spend on data consuming? How much time do we spend on data sharing? Is there enough rest and digest in between information gathering and creative output. So, embodiment is also this time to rest, to relax, and to digest. Yin exists in Yang and supports Yang, and vice versa. Rest, relaxation, daydreaming, nightdreaming, and sleep. Allow physical and mental digestion to take place. Uh, strong digestion allows the body and mind to receive the vital nutrients they need while eliminating waste and toxins. Sun relate to the body digestive and vital functions. Lilith relates to our primal desires and instincts which are deeply connected to the gut and reproductive organs. This transit reminds us that in order to meet our psychological needs, we must first fulfill our physical needs. Don't forget to rest and digest as much as, if not more, than consuming. Later in the day, in the evening, Mars in Scorpio, square Jupiter in Aquarius transit, motivates us to be truly brave and to source empowerment from the root of being that is our soul, Mar is highly penetrative and coherent in Scorpio. This time can support the deep psychological work of peeling away the attachment to disempowerment. The pandemic has shown many of us that What we identify as our power, like our job or career, the freedom to travel, whenever we want, wherever we want, a specific state of health, and some relationships we think will last forever, cannot remain past their expiration dates, as well If we identify our power with youth and beauty, soon those will get stripped away from us. The only constant is this soul that flows between consciousness and unconscious and all physical and energetic conditions in between the two states. Both Mars and Jupiter are highly active yang players. Mars wants to fight and eliminate. Jupiter wants to expand and build. Both planets are residing in the fixed signs which are yin in nature. Their work is to maintain deepen and forge however the fixed water scorpio doesn't mix well with the fixed air aquarius thus the effort to expand the soul empowerment can end up in misdirection and cause us to tighten our grip on the aforementioned, untrue or impermanent sources of power. The medicine of this transit is for us to be mindful of our desire to appear powerful and grand because at the soul level we feel contracted, misaligned and alienated. This transit can be affirming and highly positive if we can be honest, Scorpio, with ourselves and clearly reflect on how much have we been relying on external appearance to impress the people in our lives and communities, Aquarius. And how our struggle to appear powerful in the eyes of others not only erodes our relationship with them brings no satisfaction to our soul. The remedy is to swallow the bitterness of the medicinal truth that none of what our ego is grasping can be held forever because the primordial desire of the soul is freedom. The more we look deeper into our soul yearning for wholeness, the more we can find wholeness within our soul. On Saturn day, December 11th, Venus in 25 degree Capricorn, conjunct Pluto in 25 degree Capricorn at 8.29 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also on the same day, Mercury in 26 degree Sagittarius, sextile Jupiter in 26 degree Aquarius, at 11 24 a.m pacific standard time and sun in 20 degrees sagittarius square neptune in 20 degree pisces at 10 p.m pacific standard time so it's another heavy day um, similar to the Tuesday. Venus conjunct Pluto can heighten manipulation and power struggle. This is the time to investigate within our psyche why we continue the unhealthy interpersonal patterns and how we can transform it with our awareness. An image that comes to mind when I feel into The energy of Venus conjunct Pluto in Capricorn transit is a spider at the center of that web. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, whose attributes are cold, dark, heavy, realistic, pessimistic, and patient. A spider finds a dark corner and patiently spins their web then quietly waits for their praise. This chilling image captures how Pluto in Capricorn operates by utilizing the Capricorn qualities. Pluto can slowly merge into one with their victims' food or source of power and expands their power. In a more uplifting interpretation of the image, the spider's effort in building their web is like Venus in Capricorn. The yin power of receptivity is fully in operation once the beautiful and tenacious web is built. The spider, Venus, can hang out in their corner. Relax and enjoy the spacious and secure home while awaiting abundance and nourishment to come to them. Like Venus in Capricorn, we too can spin our magic web of beauty and strength. Quietly empower ourselves in our little corner of the world and allow others to bring to us what we need. Remember, though, that the bridge to abundance, the web, must still be patiently built. So, what is the bridge to nourishment? Are we willing to take the time? to build it in ways that will last. Answering these two questions require our probing into why we want to build the bridge in the first place. The answer is linked to our capacity for self-love, Venus, which manifests through how we relate to money, material possessions, and romantic relationship, as well as friendship. My personal experience of Venus conjunct Pluto in Capricorn transit has been quite visceral. Since the pandemic, I have been consciously working to expand my yin power, I know that this is the foundation that I need to emotionally survive and thrive through such a big change in my career and community. It truly is a miracle that I can quit working and making money yet feeling completely well taken care of and nourished by all the things that I possess and the few people in my intimate circle. For example, the last several times I met up with my friends, they enthusiastically offered to pay for my meals. In the past, I would have a hard time accepting generosity like this. Thanks to the image of the spider web and my increased yin capacity to receive, I now gladly and gratefully accept the heartfelt gifts from my friends this is how venus conjunct pluto in capricorn can manifest even though you know we are losing certain things in life things that we used to think of as our sources of power there is an infinite stream of Abundance that want to come through all the things and people in our lives that we can allow to feed and nourish us at a deep level. This transit is the highlight of the week because Venus is in Capricorn for an unusually long time, four months instead of the usual one month in a sign. And for much of the time in Capricorn, Venus is retrograding. Venus retrogrades from december nineteenth twenty twenty one to january twenty ninth twenty twenty two is the time to step back to reflect how might we edit, redo, refine, and rebuild our relationship with our material, values, intimate and one-on-one relationships, money and vocation. The message from Venus is loud and clear. We need to look at the structure, Capricorn, of our lives especially within the public sphere, that is our work or career, material possession, and social position. How might we consciously work with the transit to better understand our relationship with the yin or anima aspect, venus, of our consciousness? How might we expand our capacity to go with the gravity, deepen our connection with Gaia, Mother Earth, relaxed, receive, trust, and live in the constructive world of enchantment here on Earth? The Cardinal Earth, Capricorn, is also a yin energy its effort is toward building something that will last. Pluto in Capricorn and especially those in positions of power to build the collective social structures based on psychological manipulation. According to his book, State of Confucian Political Manipulation, an assault on the American mind. The author Brian Welch shares three major psychological manipulations political figures and business executives utilize. One is paranoia, such as Islamophobia and QAnon. 2. Sexual perplexities such as anti-same-sex marriage and anti-abortion, and 3. Envy such as the L'Oreal Paris advertisement campaign, quote-unquote, because I am worth it. Envy affirms inherent unworthiness that is the lack of self-love. It is the major market force that keeps the consumer economy going. Now, I'm not saying that Rolliel's products are bad or that women shouldn't shampoo or color their hair. I'm inviting us to examine the inverse relationship between envy and self Love because Pluto is all about unseen motivation. So we want to make sure that our motivation comes from self love and not self hatred. Many of us, including myself, are deeply influenced by unrealistic and unhealthy beauty standards. We desire to appear Venusian, beautiful and charming. When we are driven by envy or self-hatred, we are trying to feed our inner Venus with the Yang power of doing, Right? Criticizing ourselves and then um, trying to do, to take, um, to make, and to actively consume when what we need is just to let go, just to soften and relax, just to increase the yin power of passively being ourselves, passively receiving resting, relaxing, and luxuriating in self-love? How might we allow others to give us what we need? Instead of demanding or putting all attention and effort into obtaining them, how might we truly treasure everything in life by taking at least as much time to celebrate what we have as it takes to acquire them. Gratitude is an obvious practice for increasing in power. There are also other means such as speaking about our body as well as the objects and the people that exist in our lives with loving words as well as interacting with them in kind and caring ways to cultivate longevity, Capricorn. The more we take care of what we have, the longer they can offer us sustenance, Venus, and the joy of stewardship, Capricorn. A bit later, we have a helpful transit, the tonic of Mercury in Sagittarius, sextile Jupiter in Aquarius. Transit is expansive learning and cooperation. Is there a community of people who are readily available to inspire and uplift you? How might you show up in a group space in ways that feel optimistic collaborative instructive and innovative when the yin power is restored we vibe at harmonious frequencies intuitively moving from yin to yang and back and expressing the polarities of the qualities we are consciously cultivating instead of extracting from ourselves and others linearly. When we daydream, dance, and luxuriate in sensual pleasures, we are also energized to share the ideas and put our creative vision into productivity as a way to fully realize our yin power through the yang experiences. Later in the evening, Sun in Sagittarius, square Neptune in Pisces, transit, is a cautionary tale. We cannot get anywhere without conscious awareness. Our soul remains stagnant as our mind plays an old recording of our past memories when we refuse to acknowledge our emotional vulnerability and mental fragility. Our head is literally in the clouds of confusion. Neptune in Pisces and we forget our body. While sun in Sagittarius illuminates our emotional truths, the overwhelming emotional tide of Neptune in Pisces can overwhelm or put out their light. This is the time to let the mind rest without sufficient psychological break from old repeated thought patterns we end up needing to escape them via fantasies and preferring the imaginal world to the reality. While we can experience deep, mystical, and enchanted imagination, it can become a source of chronic escapism that causes physical poverty and sickness. So this is the time to turn our attention inward and allow our emotional awareness to both soothe the body and feed the mind on next Monday december thirteenth, Mars enters Sagittarius at one forty three AM Pacific Standard Time. Mercury also enters Capricorn at nine fifty two AM Pacific Standard Time. Mars in 0 degrees Sagittarius opposite North Node retrograde in Gemini at 6.18 pm Pacific Standard Time. When a planet changes sign they activate a new set of topics related to the sign and the house of that sign in our natal chart. With the two planets moving into their new homes today, we might reflect on how our priorities are shifting this week. Mars in Sagittarius is bold and adventurous even with more cases of the Omicron variant springing up globally, some of us may feel optimistic and exuberant about the prospect of traveling during the Christmas and New Year holidays. I certainly am one of those people. However, Mars in opposition to North Node, a retrograde in Gemini, cautions us to slow down and get our facts straight before making any rash action. As the planet of the mind, Mercury, makes an ingress into Capricorn, our thoughts can gain some gravity which helps to tune the mind toward practicality and responsibility. If you are planning on participating in holiday festivities and get-togethers, this time can spark much inner joy. Allow these transits to remind you to exercise sound judgment and practice mindfulness of thought, speech, and action. I'm planning a family road trip to Regina, Canada to visit my partner's parents. We are taking our two dogs with us and staying at pet friendly hotels along the way. I'm looking forward to playing with my dogs in the snow and seeing the beautiful landscapes of California, Nevada, Idaho, Montana, and uh, southern Saskatchewan in Canada. It's a beautiful alignment to the sun in Sagittarius season, which is about traveling deep into the intuitive mind and far into foreign lands, customs, and traditions. And... Of course, we are encouraged to not go too far and to make sure that we are exercising our Gemini and learning about new information and facts as they come in ways that support our health which supports our soul Journey and evolution. (sighs) Thank you for meditating on this super potent astrological week with me. I hope my soul tending messages offer you some comfort and coherence as we move forward into the more Aquarius driven society where artificial intelligence is an intimate part like another organ in our body we will need to expand our Yin power contain the fast electrical frequencies flowing through our energetic body in order to keep our instinct and intuition intact and our body-mind function cogently. I truly believe that this is the main work in the next 4 years, consciously cultivating a relationship with the Venus archetype by tuning, turning in uh, tuning into our bodily pleasures, exploring healthy boundaries in relationships, and training our eyes to see beauty all around us are the practices that will support our soul evolution through these times. I love you and wish you a week of attunement filled with self-love and if you want to send some of the love my way, please donate to the podcast or leave a review and 5 stars on the Apple Podcast. The link to donate is in the show notes. Have a blessed day.